California, New York, everybody should reverse course and say, hey, come on back. If you want a bunch of teachers teaching your six-year-old about sex and sexual identity and you know what? Telling your six-year-old son that he can be a girl, come on back. We got the teachers for you. They'll all be here. Right. Waiting. You know who's not going to go back? Every single person who lives in Florida. Welcome to Pod Bless America. I'm Jim. And I'm Dan. And today we're talking about the current state of politics in America today. And probably a lot of other stuff. And the reason I would like to talk about the current state of politics today is it's a topic that we cover a lot and I kind of want to put a bow on it and put it to bed for a little while. And I don't disagree with that. We're not getting anywhere. The Republicans are always going to be Republicans. Democrats are always going to be Democrats. Nothing's going to change. Rogan ain't going to change them. Trump ain't going to change them. And sure as fuck, this podcast ain't going to change them. It's crazy on both sides. It really is. If we think that there's going to be a red wave come November and then they're going to take control and then do something, we've said it before, they're not doing shit. Right. You're going to have to show me in history where the Republicans come in and control the House and the Senate and they actually do something with it because they don't. You know, the only ones that do something with it when they have the majority are the Democrats. And they're on brand, too, because they tell you the crazy shit they're going to do and then they do. It. And then they do it. Right. <laughs> they absolutely do. Right. Where the Republicans, I feel like they're just trying to hold the spot. Well, the Republicans tell you all the crazy shit they're going to do. And then they get in and they're like, mm-hmm. We can't because Joe Biden's the president. He's not going to sign it. There's no reason to even try. It's a bunch of Eeyores in there. It's ridiculous. But yeah, you know, everybody's all excited about this red wave. And yeah, we might be able to stop some of the stuff that they're going to have coming through. But we're going to, the Republicans are just do nothings. They're not going to, they're not going to do anything. They might stop some of the left. I don't know, man, I've lost faith. Until we start putting people in there like Jonah, people in there that aren't politicians, that are going in there that understand, I understood the assignment. I understood the assignment. Right? You start putting those people in there that understand the assignment, that understand that they're working for the people, nothing's ever going to change. So when we come here every week and we're just just shitting on the Democrats, shitting on the Republicans, we're not accomplishing anything with that. Now, we're still going to be here when the when the crazy stuff happens. Oh, right? sure. And if there is a red wave, we'll be here to cover it. Sure we will. Sure we will. In hopes that maybe... We get enough people in there, enough young bucks in there that are going to start changing things. Right. But I I see a huge shift into the content people want are just long form conversations amongst two people, three people, sometimes four people. By far, our most popular episodes are the ones where we are interviewing somebody. Yeah. By far. Yep. And I agree with you. And I think that's the direction I'd like to go a little more. Maybe mm-hmm. not all politics, no, you know, no. uh, my that's dad, right. my dad was a, a seven pilot in Vietnam and he goes, well, every year, every other year or so out to tail hook, which is just this convention of Navy pilots. And you got Navy pilots out there from probably not world war two anymore, but Korea for sure, right up through, um, Afghanistan and the stories you hear from all of them, but from back in those days, man, like the Vietnam era, the, the Korea, right? These pilots now, don't get me wrong, they're heroes, man, and they're doing the job out there. But they can do a lot from standoff distances, right? Oh, yeah. These guys in Korea, nope. We're talking like machine guns going down there blazing, right? They're, I mean, they're nose diving, blowing machine guns off. And some of the stories that I heard when I was out there with him, 
for some of these Vietnam guys are just amazing. So things like that, I would love to have those guys on here. It's not about politics, but you know what? That's some real American hero shit right there. And I'd like to to bring in more business owners that have a lot of time in their specific category of whatever they do their business in, talk about how they got started, talk about how they feel about the selection of employees they have today. <laughs> as terrible as it sounds to say, you know, how's your lineup looking? You know, how are your prospects? Well, at least they have employees. At least those employees have jobs. Yeah. Right. They're like, here's your 3% this year, bud. I'm pointing at you. Uh, <laughs> I'm pointing at you. You got laid off thanks to Joe Burden. Well, it's not all Joe's fault. No. It's not. It's not. I'll put the blame where it goes. Where does that blame go? Greed. From? Well, it all started when they deregulated the power industry up on this northern part where it was instead of everyone getting 5% on top of all the money they spend, they thought if they deregulated, they can make all the money they want. And it ended up not being the case. It ended up being a real competitive market. Well, who started that? Um, I'd have to go back. I'm not 100% sure. First Energy wanted to get deregulated when they owned power plants so they can try to maximize profit instead of just being limited to 5% over what they spend. And then once they deregulated their plants and found out that wasn't the case, they got the hell out of generation. And they, are just, they just run the lines now. So now you pay them on your bill for running all the power through their lines. Hmm. Corporations. I mean, and that's a, that's a, a topic of conversation. I'd love to have with somebody that knows a lot more about it than I do. Maybe a former first energy employee. Uh, well, we can go deep on a lot of things too. Once we start having these conversations well, with people, don't get me wrong. We're still going to shit on the government for sure. hundred oh, percent. When they do dumb shit or right. Right. Yeah. And you know, and it's not, I guess we're just probably going to start getting away from the partisan stuff and more on the shit and on the government just because of our beliefs, we typically shit on the left more than we shit on the right, but right. it's just, yeah, it's old hat, man. And it's low hanging fruit now. So we're going to try to, we're going to try to up our game here a little bit. Um, now we'll talk about issues. We'll always talk about issues, but just shitting on, you know what? We know who the squad is. We know who AOC is besides a philosopher. She is a philosopher in the modern day. <laughs> um, See, I don't know if I'm going to be able to do it. This is what we want to do. I, God, you're going to have to rein me in. I know. But we do. We know who they are, and there's no reason to keep just beating a dead horse. But while we're talking about it today, we will beat a dead horse, and her name is Jen Psaki. Oh, God, dude. Jen Psaki. Where are we going with her first? Well, what do you want to talk about first? Do we want to talk about the mask mandates? Yeah, we can roll into the mask mandates. I think uh, I've seen a lot of people flying over the weekend. I had a friend come up. I didn't see this person when they got up from, from uh, Key West, but... They flew here with a mask on and flew out of here without one on. So they got, they caught the, oh, the, dude, right the, time. the, well, so what happened was a federal judge in Florida. It was Florida. Yeah. A federal judge in Florida struck down the extension from the Biden administration for airplanes, trains, things like that, to have the masks on. They were going to make them have them on till May 3rd. Now, nobody else in the country has these masks on, right? I can't, God, and I can't remember the guy's name. I should. I should try to find it. It's hilarious. I was listening to a comedian though, and he was up on stage in Portland and clearly everybody in there had masks on and he's on stage and he's like, man, this is a, this is a wild trip, man. Hmm. Like Portland, y'all realize it's just you, right? Nobody else in the world is doing this, right? (laughs) There's nobody else. It's just you here. So that's what it's like on, on the airlines, man. 
you don't have to have a mask anywhere now. States are all shutting it down. The airlines want to shut it down. Airlines want everybody's mask off. But the federal government won't let them do it. Federal government keeps stringing them along. And that's the only place you have to have it. You only have to have it in the airports and on the airplanes. But it's just so, like everything else. It, it's temporary, guys. And then when it came up in right. April, they pushed it to May. Right. I think that's how it went. But. Hey, man, 15 days to flatten the curve, right? Was it 15 or 10? 15 days. 15. 15 days to flatten the curve. Here's the three-year anniversary. Cheers. So the judge who struck down the mask mandate was Judge Catherine Mizell. Yeah, and, you know, the liberal meltdown on this has been amazing, right? They're all accusing her of being a Trump appointee, and, you know, of course she's going to do it. Uh, but one of the best I heard was, uh, I don't have her name. There was somebody on Twitter that I saw complaining that she was on the plane with her two-year-old and her four-year-old when this decision came down. And apparently some of these airlines, in mid-flight, captains got on and said, hey, Mask mandate's over. You can take your masks off. Well, everybody rips their masks off, start throwing them in the aisle. They're cheering. They're like, ah. I bet you at first they all thought it was fake. They're like, is he bullshit? Yeah, exactly. Who wants to be the first guy, right? You're the first one. You rip it off. Air Marshal jumps up. Pow, pow. Yeah, pistol like, whips oh, you. Oh, you yeah. got me again, you exactly. dirty rat. <laughs> you dirty rat. So, uh, but yeah, yeah so, so she started freaking out. Well, she freaks out. She So she's tweeting out like, oh my God, I got on here thinking there were going to be masks on the plane. My kids are too young to get vaccinated. Now everybody ripped their masks off. You just killed my kids. I'm like, come on, mm. breathe, honey. It's okay. It's okay. Or just leave the masks on you and your kids. Right, and- right. Well, and that's just it, right? Ta-da. The judge did not rule that it is illegal to wear a mask. What she ruled was that it is illegal for the government to tell you you have to wear a mask. You could wear a mask all you want. Get on the plane, wear a mask. Wear two, three, four, five of them. I don't care. Wear a Tyvek suit. Whatever. Doesn't matter to me. So Jen Psaki was asked in a press conference about the administration's appeal to the to judge's the, ruling. Yes. Right. So, uh, and we disagreed with the decision immediately. So uh, the immediate steps were to determine uh, what power we had to respond to that. Obviously that, uh, that uh, came in the form of uh, the Department of Justice, came in the form of the CDC acting um, and putting out the statements that they did. But, um, you know, we also don't take photos of flights as data about how the country reacts. Uh, to issues, um, you know, as whether they're ripping off their their masks or not. I mean, our focus here was seeing what power we had to preserve uh, what we felt was in the public health interest of the country. So there it is. What power do we have? Yeah, there it is. It's all about keeping power, right? And it's not about keeping power. It's about keeping power on what we feel is in the best interest. Power on feelings. Not science. Science. Not science. Because um, there are there is science saying that masks don't work, that they they're not doing anything. People aren't wearing them correctly anyway. Whatever, half the people are wearing t-shirts over their face. Nope. We want the power to dictate how we feel. Yeah, and that's and then we're going to tell you how to feel, right? That's what it comes down. It comes to. right out and says it. Right. It comes right but, out and says but it. Good admits news, it. Uh, Jen Saki will be leaving. Uh, she's going to get a job as an MSNBC. No, I, I don't know. Correspondent? I don't know. I was I was yeah. down with the man flu. I uh, literally thought I was going to die. You're lucky I'm still alive. That's all I'm going to say. I would have used your voice cue. I mean, we would have started the show. Welcome to Pop Bless America. I'm Jim and I'm Dan. And then I would just talk and you would never get a word in and I would just act like it didn't happen. That what didn't happen? If you would have died. <laughs> <laughs> 
We'd have had the intro saved. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Press play, and yeah, then I'll just shit. have a whole show with other guests and stuff, and and then they'll be like, "Hey, uh, I, I hear Jim uh, at the beginning of the show, but then like, where's he at?" And I'll play in the outro too. If you like what yeah. you, <laughs> dude. Oh, no, I, I seriously, I thought I was going to die. It probably wasn't that bad, but you know, well, you know, you know how it is. Yeah. Let's get back to Jen real quick because I did hear she's leaving. But yeah. where is she going? I think she's going to be an MSNBC. Pundit. Oh, a pundit. <clears throat> She's a pundit. Oh, I hate pundits. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. And she can speak. I mean, she's not She's not terrible at speaking. She's terrible and mean to Peter Ducey. Ducey? No, she's not. <laughs> Peter Ducey owns her, man. He is fantastic. Their back and forth have become like a tit for tat. I mean, you could say he owns her, but he just has facts on his side. He no, spits her some facts. He, he does. She spins it like she's supposed to. He is a thorn in her side though, man. I don't even know why she calls on him still. Because well, she has to, because he's national. I don't know. Trump didn't. Trump decided he didn't like you and he never called on you again. <laughs> He'd be like, CNN, you're fake news. <laughs> exactly. Nope. Sir Jim Acosta, CNN, he's like, you're fake news. I just saw Pierce Morgan put something up on Twitter that he had an interview with Donald Trump. Do you remember how much everybody hated Pierce Morgan? Yeah. And now all of a sudden everybody loves him. I'm, I'm enough years old. I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. And you know who else we hated was, uh, not John Stewart. Who am I thinking of? Bill Maher. Bill Maher. We hated him now. Yeah. Well now Hero. he's waking up. Well, he's waking up a little bit. He's woke. Yeah. He's woke it up. <gasps> he's woke. woke it up. He's woke on the conservative. We're not allowed to say that because we're conservatives. Conservatives can't be woke. Woketopia. I just want to say this makers 46 French oaked is amazing. Mm. It is. It's got a nice touch. It does. It's good <laughs> stuff, man. Shout out bourbon. <clears throat> bourbon makers, just listen. Conservatives drink your stuff, man. Just, you know what? The liberals are drinking truly. The conservatives are drinking. The conservatives are drinking bourbon, all right? Makers, man, just get on board with us. Just throw us a bone, man. You don't even have to send us money. Just send us a case. Yep. Send us a case, man, and we will. Every episode, we'll say how we're drinking makers. Oh, yeah, for sure. 46. Bill's recipe? Uh, yeah, it's uh, the French oaked. Oh, is Bill French? <laughs> no, no, no. It's the it's the French oaked barrels. It says Bill Junior finished this expression with Virginia French oaks staves for extra wood spice. Oh, staves, not the barrels. Okay, nice. Bolder nice. notes of vanilla and caramel, and a longer finish. I wish I was that guy. I wish I was that guy that could taste bourbon and be like, I'm definitely <laughs> sensing apricot. I have no idea, dude. No okay, idea. back on topic. So Jen Psaki can get a little crazy sometimes. She can be a little overdramatic, can't she? Uh, well, <laughs> she can. I don't know. As we're we're gonna get off here, if I okay. I mean, we can go. Do you want to go to the overdramatic? We're gonna have to get back into the don't say gay. Now I know we did the episode on don't say gay, which actually you probably don't know what we're talking about because that's not what we called it. I know we did our episode on the anti grooming bill. So Jen Psaki was on a podcast. Uh, where they asked her about the floor of the parental rights in education. The legislation that they're passing in a state. Correct. Mm. Correct. Where okay. a state mm -hmm. is taking care of their own education. The state is dictating how their education should be run. And I can't believe that Florida has been allowed to do this because it's unconstitutional. The federal government, per the Constitution, has the right to dictate education throughout all the United States. It's in the Constitution. It's in one of the amendments. says that they have the right to dictate education. Wait. No. Hold that on. doesn't sound right. Hold on. Let me look it up. 
Okay. No, it's not right. <laughs> there is nowhere in the Constitution that gives the federal government the right to dictate education. So something tells me in this clip you're about to play, she may be talking about her feelings. Her feelings. Her. Right? Look, the way that it was supposed to work, let Florida run their education. And if you're like, you know what? Deal breaker. I don't like the way Florida's running education. I'm moving to Michigan. Washington, D.C. Yeah. I'm moving to D.C. I'm moving to Oregon. California. California. You know where it's nice? Washington. Not in the winter. But you know what? You're willing to sell out because you like the sunshine. Mm. So it's not that important to you, but that's the way it's supposed to work. Florida takes care of whatever Florida wants to do, right? And Florida is passing this law with the majority of Floridians behind it, right? He is working for his constituency. Like 51% or more. Right. (laughs) He's working for his constituency. A lot of these people, if not all of these people or most of these people that you're hearing complaining about this, don't live in Florida. They don't even live in there. What? They don't live in Florida. They're, I thought they were all from Tallahassee. Yeah, no, no, they're not. They're not. And we have a friend who is sick to her stomach right now about the chance that DeSantis could run for either president or vice president. If Donald Trump decides to run, he pulls DeSantis in as vice president. She is sick that DeSantis would become president or vice president because she loves Ron DeSantis so much. She does not want to see him leave Florida. You know what? Would he be great for the country? Sure. Selfish reasons? Does she live in what she considers to be the best state in this country and she doesn't want her governor to leave? Oh, that's fair, man. Right? Shout out Kathy. But anyway, she was being interviewed. Saki was being interviewed on this podcast. Now, it's a long clip, but you got to listen to this. It's amazing. I don't think it's over dramatic. I don't know. You be the judge. Talk about some of these anti-LGBTQIA and trans bills that are moving through state houses now. I'd like to note that there is no anti-LGBTQ bill moving through Florida. (laughs) That's a terrible way to preference it. It is a parental rights. That's all it is. It has nothing to do with being anti-LGBTQ. You are certainly allowed to teach your kids in your home whatever you want. But just this blanket teaching that might go against somebody else's religious beliefs, right? These Catholic parents don't want their kids learning about this. It goes against everything they believe and could potentially, to these parents, result in eternal damnation for their kids. And go back two episodes. We did it on the anti-grooming bill, and there is nothing in it that says anything about LGBT. Anything. Nope. Nope. There's nothing in there that says gay. There's nothing in there that says don't say gay. I mean, it's ridiculous. We're in the Obama administration when the court legalized same-sex marriage. And I remember that day that the White House was rainbow colored. And now we're at this place where there's basically a backlash. I'm curious from where you sit, how do you make sense of what's happening? Is this sort of a predictable backlash to change? Or is this an organized political attempt to create a wedge issue ahead of the midterms in the 2024 campaign, sort of like the way gay marriage was weaponized in 2004. Ding, ding, ding. Uh, I can't talk. I have to be careful about politics because of the, um, the Hatch Act police that are waiting outside in the bushes somewhere. I would like to also note that the Hatch Act police are just enforcing federal law. That's what the Hatch Act is. And yeah. if you really want to get into it, uh, the last person that was ever brought up, at least not on charges, but that was brought up as possibly violating the Hatch Act was Jen Psaki in October of 2021. So that's why she's a little gun shy. But... What I will say is that 
one, the day that gay marriage uh, was uh, was affirmed by the Supreme Court was my favorite day in the White House under President Obama. I was eight months pregnant, so I was also kind of emotional and I don't know. But what I will say is the political games and harsh and cruel attempts at laws or laws that we're seeing in some states like Florida, that is not a reflection of the country moving to oppose LGBTQ plus communities. That is not what we see in data. That is not factual. You're right, Jen. That is not a reflection of the country. You know what that is? That's a reflection of Florida. And that's Florida's governor deciding to do what's right for Florida with the consent of the majority of his constituents, at least of his legislators who are there to represent the constituents. So you're right. It may not be. It Maybe it's not. I don't know. I don't know what the polling shows that she's claiming. But you know what it is? That's what Florida wants. I'll tell you what California and New York should do. They should do the opposite of what they're doing and sure. then tell people like, move back. Sure. Because we'll teach your kids this shit. Yeah, yeah. Do you want to get in? Yeah, come on. Come on back. Come on back. Please. Colorado's doing it right now with Disney. Colorado said, hey, Disney, come on out to Colorado. We'll embrace you. Don't put up with this shit. Florida right now, they're, they're coming after you. They're, they're going to try to take away your self-governing. They're yeah. coming after you. Come on out to Colorado. So you know what I want to see? I want to see Disney move to Colorado where they can only be open for four months out of the year, five months out of the year, right? I want to see them move five theme parks out to Colorado. You oh, know why they won't? Yeah. Because they got a sweet deal in Florida. They got sun and they can be open 24-7, 365. It's all about money for them. They don't give a shit about this. They should have never gotten involved in this. And they're finding out. They are their finding stocks out. Down. Their it stocks is down. down is not as down as Netflix. You know what? I want to get in, I want to get in front of something right now because you had brought it up. So I run five Ks with my daughter. If you listen to the anti grooming, I really had a hard time with it, right? Because Disney was always big in my family. Took my kids there. Uh, my girls all got to be princesses. They all got their hair done at Bippity Boppity Boutique. It was great. But Disney's changed, right? And we talked about that. Go back two episodes if you want to hear it. And my daughter just posted on social media that me and her are back in baby in 2023, we're going to run Disney. And well, it, was a, it was a really great picture. You guys crossing the finish yep, line together. Yep, hands. You hands. have terrible camera awareness. Uh, it's, <laughs> it's hard, man. There's people with cameras everywhere. You're you don't know sweating, who's who. You're sweating like a horn church. Oh my God. It was a 10 K and I was, I thought it was, that was, remember that was when my heart was all beating crazy because of COVID. Remember when I left, you're like, dude, listen, don't do this. You're going to die. <laughs> Fuck, dude. I didn't the whole say time, it like that. The whole time I'm running, I'm like, this is it. This is it. I actually told her when we were there, I'm like, listen, if I die, I don't want this to ruin Disney for you. Yeah. I want you to be happy. Yeah. I died in the happiest place on right. earth. And Dan said it would happen. So <laughs> kick him in the nuts when you see him. So all of my my shit talking about Disney, and she did. She posted, hey man, we're back. We're going to run Disney. All right. Now run Disney cost us 300 bucks. It was 150 per registration. Okay. I given Disney 150 bucks, they don't care about that. That's like you finding a nickel in the street. What I am going to have a problem with and what I, and I got to talk to her about this, but I, I don't think we're going to stay on property. I can't in good conscience, unless Disney reverses course, stay on right. property. And you made I, that clear in that episode. You're like, even if you just stop, you don't have to reverse course. I think you just have to stop. That's all for not, you. Not reverse course. <laughs> I, I guess I shouldn't have said that. You're right. It's just stop. I know how you feel. But don't bring your politics into the park. Let conservatives and liberals all have the same experience. Don't bring it into the park. So I did. I, I mean, I'm going. I'm going to. I'm going to run Disney. But there comes a point where 
it's got to be bigger than politics, right? Yeah. This and memory that you're going to have. Correct. This is our thing is running five K's running 10 K's. This is our thing that me and her do that me and, and nobody else in the family, my other daughters, nobody does. And there comes a point where you have to say, look, man, I'm willing to put politics aside to create these memories that she's going to keep with her forever. Long after I'm gone, long after I'm, I'm able to do these things with her. So yeah, I mean, shit on me. If you want, I'm going to Disney, man, January, 2023. We're going to run, yeah. run Disney again. I did screenshot that and sent it to him. <laughs> you, I was like, Hey, did. we're going to Disney. <laughs> you did, but you know what? I man? wasn't a dick about it. I just no, said, hey. you weren't, you weren't. And I explained it and you're yeah. like, you know what? Good, good on you. Yeah. That's the only good reason. Good so, on you. so yeah. Uh, but I am going to have a problem spending $2,000 on property. I'm just, I, I'm not going to do it. As easy as it is to do down there, right? I'm not going to do it. I'll find a super eight to stay at. Man, Shout out suck? super eight. What's going to suck is they're all going to be booked. Cause everyone's going to feel the same way you do. Exactly. We're, so we're going to have to pay 600 bucks to stay to super eight. We're going to, we're going to drive down there just for the race from home. 16 hours down race, 16 hours back. Right. But yeah, um, to move five theme parks to Colorado. Well, exactly. I mean, and, but you're right. I mean, and going back to what you're saying, California, New York, everybody should reverse course to say, Hey, come on back. Yeah. Come on back. We're going to teach your kids all kinds of shit. And shit. that's how the constitution's supposed to work. Yeah. Look, if you want a bunch of teachers teaching your six-year-old about sex and sexual identity, and you know what? Telling your six-year-old son that he can be a girl, come on back. We got the teachers for you. Yeah, they'll all be here. Right. Waiting. You know who's not going to go back? Every single person who lives in Florida. That's who's not going to go back because they love the weather. Yep. They love the no income tax. Mm -hmm. You know what? They're talking a bunch of mean shit right now, but nah, yep. they're comfortable. Oh, and they have Disney. And they have Disney, right? We're going to take our kids to Disney because there's no ladies or gentlemen anymore. All right, moving on. That is not where things stand. This is a political wedge issue and an attempt to win a culture war. And they're doing that in a way that is harsh and cruel uh, to a community of kids, especially. I'm, I'm like going to get uh, I'm going to get emotional about this issue because I just it's horrible. But, uh, but you know, it's it's like kids who are bullied, and they, 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 like all these leaders are are taking steps to hurt them and hurt their lives and hurt their families. And you look at some of these laws in these states, and it is going after parents <laughs> who are in loving relationships who have kids. It's completely outrageous. Sorry. I, and this, this is an issue that makes me completely crazy, but it is an issue that is a political wedge issue. It is not a reflection of where the country is. And what people should understand is what we're talking about here in Florida, for example, okay, I'm going to pull my stuff together now, is that, you know, families, if you have a kid in a classroom and I have a kindergartner, right? I can imagine gone. her saying, you know, my friend has two moms. My friend has two dads. And the teacher in, in her classroom, I would hope, would say, that's wonderful. They're loving parents and you have a mom and a dad. This is penalizing teachers and educators. I mean, it is. It, there are so many layers of this that are outrageous, and I hope people continue to educate themselves on this because it is a bad side of politics. So here's what I know about Jen Psaki. Jen Psaki has never read the bill. Seven pages, that's all it is. You could read that thing in five minutes. Seven pages. Nowhere in there does it stop a teacher from telling you because you come forward as a seven-year-old and say, oh, I have two mommies. There's nothing in there that stops a teacher from saying, well, that's great. You know what? You have two parents who love yeah, you. because according to her, it sounds like the teacher's going to go, little Johnny, if that's what you want to be called today, 
We, you can't. You shut up talking you, about you, them gay you're parents. You're going to get me fired. Exactly. <laughs> we don't talk. We don't say gay. <laughs> There's nothing in the law that says that. She's absolutely wrong. And you know, and the other thing is in that quote from her where she says that this attacks parents. Yeah. Where were you when parents were being attacked by your justice department for speaking out against what their kids were being taught in school with CRT? Mm, I remember that. Where were you then? Yeah. When your parents, when those parents were being labeled as domestic terrorists, where were you then to protect those parents? That was 2019. But now. Right. But wait, what happened in 2019? Did you hear? 2019 is when they took that subway shooter off of the terrorist watch list because they needed to make room. What subway for shooter? Parents. Oh, the one that was in the news last week that threw the smoke bomb and shot up the, ca- the car. Just and killed the, like 10 people or how many uh, people? I don't know how many killed. I haven't heard. There's not a running tally on the TV. <laughs> exactly. We're up to 13. Mm. Uh, yeah, exactly. Hey, they they you took know what? him off the list in 2019. We got to make room, man, because we got all these parents. Apparently there wasn't enough room. <laughs> Fuck. And this guy is literally on YouTube. Yeah. Talking about genocide, basically, against another race, and they never throttled his channel. They never brought him down. They never did nothing. Well, no, he's black. You, you can't. You can't. That shit fell out of the news. Quick. Think, is he out on bond? Quick. Oh, I don't even know because he's not. There's nothing. I think his, bomb was, I think his sto- bomb was twenty five thousand. You you're, listen. You're bullshit. Now <laughs> shut up. You're a dumb fuck. <laughs> I hate you. Maybe they, you know maybe what? Welcome to Pod Bless America. I'm Jim, and we're waiting for the next co-host because Dan has Dan's going to be on his way. I think Dan's had too much Maker's Mark. Maker's Mark. That's no. Listen, I'm not saying bad shit about you, right? I'm just saying Dan can't handle his liquor. Dan's probably more of a truly guy. Wow. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Wow. Hmm. Well, anyway, listen uh, though, yeah. for real, she, you know, she wants to shit on these, uh, you know, saying these, these laws are targeting the parents. These laws are strengthening the parents. And we, and we talked about it two episodes ago. We're not going to rehash the whole thing, but it is the parental rights and education bill. All it's saying, look, nobody's saying your kid can't come out and say, Oh my God, you know, your, your little boy can't come out and say, I feel like a little girl. Okay. Tells the teacher. I feel like a girl. I want to be a girl now. I want you to call me, I want you to call me Billina instead of Billy. Okay. Mm-hmm. But you know what the teacher has to do now? Let the parents know. That's it. The teacher can't keep it a secret. That's it. Nobody's saying that this teacher has to shit on some kid because he comes and says, I have two mommies. Mm-hmm. Okay. Good for you. Hope your mommies love you. Do you have a good home? Do you have everything you need? They're allowed to say that. Ugh. So yeah, but it's just how she shapes it, and and she never has to walk any of that back. Well, and here she is on a podcast now with these fake tears. I mean, you, you hear how quick she's like, oh, got myself back together. So anyway, like I was saying, she was so upset. <laughs> it's just, ugh. But the left's outrage to this whole don't say gay thing is, it's crazy. So MSNBC, Nicole Wallace, is on Deadline White House. And she accuses Ron DeSantis and uh, Glenn Youngkin from Virginia of dehumanizing folks as a political tactic. So here she is. And listen to this. Of, ...of focusing on what works. And I think we recently had a conversation about Mitch McConnell. And why does he do what he does? Because it works. It's the political reality. And I worry that in covering 
Glenn Youngkin and his politics of parental choice, all the focus was on how well it worked. And even in our conversations about DeSantis, it's about how well they're serving him. The, the, the truth is dehumanization as a tactic for politics is from war. Dehumanization is a it's a it's a tactic it's being used right now. The Russians get their soldiers to rape children by dehumanizing them. Dehumanization as a practice is a tactic of war. It's being deployed in our politics and people like you and I sometimes lose the plot and, and admire its effectiveness, not its substance. But even the analysis of these tactics loses sight of what of what this speech brings us back to, which is that dehumanization has a cost right now, right now, as it's being deployed. There are children and, and, and Chastin Buttigieg made this point when Don't Ask, Don't Tell was introduced. Kids will die. How do we bring it back to the substance of the harm that is done by any strategy in war and politics of dehumanizing people? Well, that escalated quickly. Ah, that. So Ron DeSantis and Glenn Youngkin basically raped children, she's saying. They're pulling the same tactics as Russian soldiers who rape children. That's heavy. It's, it's unbelievable. I, where? She, uh, kids will die. Wow. Dan, you know what that makes you? A racist? Child killer. Oh. Because you, you support this. You're mm. a child killer. Why Sorry. don't you like kids, Dan? We come a long bacon. way from just calling people racist, right? <laughs> Shit, no, we're child God, killers now. Jesus we're child rapists. Christ. We're child rapists. Shoo. So she says kids are going to die. Kids aren't going to die. Look, you can transition. Nobody is saying that you have to shit on these kids because they want to transition. If these kids feel like they want to be transgender... That is an issue for the parents to take care of. Those kids can go and those parents can nurture them and they can love them and they can bring them up and tell them, look, you are okay. You can be this way. But you know who can't do that? The teachers. The teachers are not allowed to take your kid and say, you can be like this. It's okay. And you know what? We're not going to tell your parents. We're going to bring you up and it's okay. Your parents won't know. That is what these laws are about. You have to let the parents know. This is not your kid. It's the parents' kid. Damn, you got me going back two episodes ago. It's, it's like true. we're replaying the whole thing. And we don't need to. Oh, and that's I'm why I want so to put mad. a bow. That's why I want to put a bow on this shit. I am sweating right now. Okay, so I think I think the masks are coming off. No pun intended. Ugh. I feel like uh Joe Biden's approval rating is in the dumpster. Right? Well, they said somebody we were listening to today said he was underwater. But I don't know if underwater is right. I mean, like if you're like actually, but that was walking, an MSNBC. But if you're, oh, it pundit was. that said, well, uh, we think they're doing that, you know, because his approval numbers are underwater. Right, and it's like I, the first time listen, I ever heard. But when you say underwater, that could be like five feet underwater, right? This motherfucker is walking at the bottom of the Marianas Trench, right? He is four and a half miles underwater. Was he falling at thirty three percent? Oh, it, yeah, he's in thirties. Yeah, he's in the thirties. It's unbelievable. So I think, remember when he shook hands. With with nobody <clears throat> well now listen everybody knows he shook hands with nobody he turned around put his hand out maybe he had an imaginary friend but but then he turned around and looked confused too he was like well, where is but guy? that's his normal look now so <laughs> so it's fine but what i did notice today i saw that's a, ageism by the way i saw a fact check oh a fact check yeah well fact, it must be right then a fact check said that he didn't turn around to shake nobody's hand oh who did what what happened yeah they said that he turned around and pointed to the crowd behind him with his full hand. Uh, like a drill sergeant. 
So he, he turned around. He was like, listen to me. Yeah. Yep. Get Man. down. Give me 20. Just real quick, a little side note here. When I said beer bottle. So when I was in the military and I don't remember his first name, he was a big Swedish guy. His name is Schultz. And we went down to a bar in Virginia and when we walked in or he took me down there for my 21st birthday and we walked in or he ordered two beers and he started drinking one and he just literally held his hand out perpendicular to his body, dumped the whole other beer on the floor, drinking one beer. And I'm like, what the fuck is this guy doing? Takes the empty bottle, flips it around, puts it in his back pocket, pulls the shirt over it. By the end of the night, he got into it with some guy and this guy is, is coming at him. Pulls that shirt up, pulls that bottle out, pink, hits him right in the, it didn't break the bottle, but hits him right in the side of the head with it. Guy's down. We just walk away, get in the car. Hmm. So he, he had the one in the, in the holster, huh? Yeah, he did. He would go in there. He would buy two beers every time, drink one, dump one out, put the empty in his pocket and just had it reserved in case he needed it. Incredible. Anyway, I uh, digress. So I said the masks are coming off. I think people are wising up. I think, um, I've been telling anyone that I know who I still talk to that they voted for Joe Biden, even though they claim it was a vote against Donald Trump and not a vote for Joe Biden. I I tell them you're still, you're still responsible for this. You can't light the fire, watch the thing burn down and be like, but it was for the right reason. Well, I I lit the fire in the fireplace. No, no, no. You still lit the fire, my friend, but let's talk about Elon Musk. So as everyone knows, Elon Musk put in a bid to buy Twitter. He originally bought maybe 9% of the shares and then put them about 20% over value and made a bid for a, a whole entire purchase of, of all the rest of the available stock and they won't let him do it. Right. And the whole thing is though, and what people are saying is that even if they won't let him do it, he dumps a stock. And if he dumps a stock, it dies. Done. Yeah, I am sure. And then he buys the stock all back when everybody else dumps their stock because the majority shareholder just dumped his stock. Then he gets to buy it all back at a lower rate. And then before you know it, he owns Twitter. I did exactly what's going to happen. I did the math. I think he bought at 39 with the amount of shares that he bought when it finally made it up to its high of 52. His investment went up to 750 million. Let me tell you why I love Elon Musk. Why I love him is that he's not a Republican. He's not a Democrat. He hates the government. I mean, basically. Oh, yeah. Basically. I mean, well, think about it like this, too. They try to give all these incentives to, to, to GM and Ford to make these electrical vehicles, and he's outpacing everybody by numbers, uh, you know, out the door. I was numbers. just at a Sheets and saw the Tesla charging stations. Yeah. Five Teslas lined up in those. Mm-hmm. Five Teslas. I mean, and that was yeah. in a small town. And the government's acting like this guy doesn't even exist. Yeah, because exactly. He's a threat. Yeah. He's SpaceX, Tesla. So here's a tweet from him that says, uh, a social media platform's policies are good if the most extreme 10% on the left and the most extreme 10% on the right are equally unhappy. And uh, Dave Rubin, a guy who I watch and, and listen to pretty regularly, said, the problem is the right generally wants the left to be on platforms so they can expose the lunacy. The left generally wants people banned, fired, and erased. Correct. That is correct. So... Uh, while we could talk about this all day, um, we've got a guy that I think understands us a little better and not only understands it a little better, but might come out with some outlandish shit that makes you say, nah, I don't think this is right. But then uh, in, but then in a month, in a month, you're like, God damn it. Who is this guy? 
Hey, it's Jeff, the conspiracy theorist. I'm an analyst, damn it. Jeff. Uh, hey, guys, how's it going? Good, what's going Jeff, on? Welcome back. Dude, Elon Musk, what do you think? He's a rich man. He is a rich <laughs> man. He's a rich yeah. man in soul. Over $300 billion. Well, just kind of keep it quick. He uh, obviously he increased his stock in March. And uh, shortly after that, Vanguard comes in and with their with their filing, the SEC at the end of March surpassed him. So I thought originally that. So Elon is not the he's not the majority shareholder now. No, no, not not as of now. Okay, he was for a short period of time, but Vanguard came in in the end of March and picked that up. And I don't know if anybody out there knows. Uh, Vanguard, second largest uh, investment firm just behind BlackRock, but they own pretty much everything. So I'm assuming Vanguard is coming in to protect Twitter then, right? Vanguard's woke. 100%. Is this something where where Twitter reached out to them and said, hey, look, we need help? Um, I don't even think they needed to do that. People at BlackRock and Vanguard, they, they know what's going on. And I wouldn't be surprised if Musk has some kind of... Uh, mole in his organization that uh, gives heads up to these companies, to these firms, as to what's about to happen. You know, nobody, nobody wakes up and says, "Oh, I'm gonna increase my holdings in Twitter today," and then all of a sudden, by the end of the day, their uh, holdings are are much higher. You know, there's there's a process. There's there's planning. There's advisors. That they so Musk with his three hundred billion. Can he do anything to stop Vanguard? How far is Vanguard willing to go to stop Musk? <laughs> well, let's just say Vanguard has over $8 trillion in assets that they manage. But those assets belong to investors, right? Yeah, but so the assets are owned by investors, but the investors are investing in the same companies that Vanguard has ownership in it. So it's like circular ownership. Okay. Then, but if, so. if Vanguard were to get into a piss and match with Musk and Vanguard, for whatever reason, it gets to a point, let's say Musk puts in all 300 billion. I, I mean, you say 8 trillion. I understand that's probably a drop in the bucket to them, but there comes a point where Vanguard's got to be like, look, man, we, we can't keep doing this. And then Vanguard loses all this money. I mean, at what point does Vanguard say we're out? They don't. You don't think? I don't. I don't. I don't think they will. Well, I guess Twitter. They just changed their shareholder policy. I bet they it, did. It, yeah. Oh, well, it, I bet they it, fucking it, did. It, it restricts anybody from owning like more than fifteen percent share in, in the company without the board approval, right? Like the board can only own twelve, twelve and a half percent or something like that ownership if you're a board member. Um, and Twitter tried to get. Musk on the board, on the board, like they made him an offer, but he rejected it. Of course he did. And, 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 then, he comes, and then he comes right back out and he said, I just want to buy you out. Right. And he said that after Vanguard put their money in and, and boosted up above him. So it was after Vanguard now owns 10 point something percent of Twitter that Musk is like, you know what? I'm just going to try to buy them. So, and then take them private. So Vanguard can't have ownership in the company. 
and these, the percentages they seem really small, right? I mean, ten percent. What's ten percent? But you gotta understand that an individual will own a hundredth or a thousandth of one percent, <laughs> and so that's where your your power comes in. And then, you know, with that much money in investing, you can steer the company in the direction that you want them to go. Well, what do you think um, right now? So where are we at with Elon Musk? Is he going to be able to pull off what he wants to pull off? And if, if you think he might be able to, what's the path? I don't know. He may pull out, but and if he were to dump all his, his Twitter stock and just have him buy it back, and uh, Twitter would have hit, but I would imagine that Vanguard would up their stake even more to kind of offset the drop in Twitter. And then, I mean, what Musk would pull out. And I think he flirted with the idea of starting his own, but you know, it's, it's Twitter. It, it's hard. To, it's going to be hard to compete with that. I mean, look at Trump's uh, truth social. I mean, yeah, there are a bunch of people trying to get in it and it still runs like crap. I don't think Musk really has a future anymore in Twitter. But he exposed a lot. He did. Yeah, he did. Do you think that was the end game for him? Was just the exposure? Do you think he knew all no. along that, look, I'm not going to be able to buy Twitter, but you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to expose these bitches. No, I think he really wanted to buy. I mean, it was a legitimate offer. But that's weird to me. To that's weird to me, right? But, because Elon Musk is not a bad businessman. Elon but Musk Twitter, is but Twitter, brilliant. Twitter is just code. He wants to code. He wants to know if people well, are I understand that. He wants to know. I understand that. He wants and, to know how but, deep they were but, when it came but to But Elon election. Musk is not stupid enough to believe that somebody wasn't going to come in, right? I mean, you don't think somewhere Elon Musk knew that, look, Vanguard is in Twitter's pocket, that whatever, it, you know, I just can't believe that this wasn't calculated, that he didn't realize that, look, I know I'm not going to be able to buy it, but here's what I'm going to try to accomplish. Maybe we can have him on the show. Yeah. Dude, I'd love to have him. Oh, my God. He went Listen, on Rogan. I will. Uh, yeah, Rogan. He went on the Babylon Bee. <laughs> Did he? <laughs> Listen, yeah. if I am telling well, you right now, Elon, if you're listening to this, everybody tag Elon Musk in this episode. If you're listening to this, we will buy a bottle of Pappy 23, and we will have it here, and we will finish the whole bottle while you're here. Wow. Come on. And I'll be in studio that day. Hell, yeah, you will. We'll have Jeff, the conspiracy theorist here. Well, you know what? Well, if we're just talking about Musk, we don't always have to talk about money. He sat down. It was like a TED Talk kind of thing and talked about simulation theory, which is the world. We, we live in a simulation. And what he said was actually like the Truman really Show. Interesting. No, no. I'm um, just kidding. More, <laughs> more like uh like the Truman oh, Show. Or the, the, the Sims. <laughs> you remember the, the game The Sims? So he yeah, talked Sim about City. how back in the 70s, we had Pong, right? You had two rectangles had, and a dot. Right, I had and, Pong. And in this short period of time, up to now, from the 70s, I mean, that's, what is that, 50 years? We've come to where we have almost indistinguishable virtual reality. I mean, the graphics are amazing and, and it's just advancing at such a rapid rate. And logically thinking about this in that short amount of time from Pong to what we have now, if there's any advancement at all on top of everything that came before it in a thousand years, there is absolutely, it's like 
one in 99 billion that we would develop a simulation that you would not be able to tell the difference between reality and the simulation. And then you have to think, are we the first to do that? Or could we already be, statistically speaking, it's it's a very high probability that we've, we are not base uh, society, that we are the simulation that was created <laughs> from an original. Fucking it, Jeff. It, you know, we're having a good conversation here. We know what's now. Now it turns hey, out I we're just I pixels. I don't know. I didn't, I didn't say this. I didn't say this. Like, is there somebody Musk, watching this simulation happening right Musk now? And he said this and they're like, you know they're like, look at these two dudes. <laughs> and, and who knows? I mean, everybody has it for a purpose. Is it for entertainment or is it for, for Jeff, we're on a space, planning? we're on a space rock, buddy going really fast through space. <laughs> I feel like I'm in a black mirror episode going around the sun. Christ. The sun doesn't even like us. Well, the sun can wipe us out tomorrow. If it wants to, Hey, you wanted to, you wanted to talk about Musk. Those weren't my thoughts. This this is what Musk's then. I, yeah. I'll I'll shoot you the uh, no. He I saw it. He went wild. He, was, he went deep with him. Yeah. Can and you imagine he, if we have Elon Musk sense. in the secret bunker over the center of the Earth right here, sitting in this little room with us? He's sitting right here in this chair. He's like, "What's up, fellas?" Yeah. That'd be amazing. Oh my God, dude! We're gonna reach out. <laughs> Listen, reach everybody, out. <laughs> everybody who's listening to this, tag him in this. We want Elon Musk here. We do, we, and we love them. Guy uh -huh. is fantastic. Yeah, I wanted to, I wanted to hear a little bit more of a conspiracy theory on what's going on behind the scenes on that, but I think it has to unfold a little more. You know before, what? That's just it. I don't know if there Jeff. is a conspiracy theory because uh, I mean, Elon Musk is putting the money up right now. He's. I don't know if there's. Man, I just think it's. I just, honest to God, man, I I feel like this was his play. Like he knew he wasn't going to be able to get this. He knew somebody was going to come and save Twitter. And yeah. how much money is Elon Musk willing to blow on this? You know what I mean? I, I get mm -hmm. 300 billion is a lot of money, man. I mean, he could, he could blow a hundred billion dollars and still have 200 billion, but. Yeah. I, well, but, but Musk, he, he calls himself cash poor, you know, all of his money's in and investments and, and companies that he, like could, he he's, he's getting rid of his possessions. Like, when he doesn't have, I don't know if he doesn't have a house, but he stays with friends when he travels around. He doesn't even stay right. in like houses. Okay. Hey, Alon, if you're listening to this, I'll, I'll put you up in my apartment. Yeah. <laughs> so he does. Uh, Peter shifted tweet to Alon. He was like, I don't think you're really in this to do it. I don't even think you have the capital right now to buy it. So I think it's Who all, said that? Uh, Peter Schiff. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's a financial yeah. guy that yeah. shits on Bitcoin. Mm -hmm. <laughs> all right jeff listen he, he we're gonna give this, you we're gonna give you the stock. final three minutes here all right so elon holds this stock right and twitter's value went up like 24 percent or 27 percent or something like that when uh when he made the last purchase right so then somebody else comes in vanguard and one ups him and now elon's stock is worth so much more he could dump it and make a ton of money yeah, I think so, I think he's up to six six hundred million right now. It's worth yeah. is the best. I mean, it's, sorry, continue. No, that's it, it. It's not going to be bad for him if he doesn't buy Twitter. But it's you know what? It'll piss off a lot of shareholders because they're going to get a lot more than than value was. Yeah, and I will tell you what, if he does get in a pissing match with them and he dumps it, 
and then it does, just like everything else he touches once he dumps it and it starts to cascade and it, it goes down to 30 bucks a share vanguard's gonna buy double the amount <laughs> when it gets down that far oh, to yeah. double down on but their, does this send a message to the rest of the social media platforms that look hell no El- elon musk could come for us right he is going to expose them still make money on it and put no. them into absolute mm-hmm. turmoil no, because uh, Twitter was available to buy because it was $39 a share when he bought it. But he bought 83 mm-hmm. million shares, spent however many billions. You want to step up to Facebook? It's 200 something a share. Okay. Something a share. So, okay, but so still, you need you're talking 300 way more billion, billions. Okay, but you're talking $300 billion. Yeah. I mean, if you wanted to make a statement, if you were to do the same thing, he's still going to make money on Facebook. You know, I, mm-hmm. yeah. I don't know. I mean, is this putting everybody on notice? I follow him on Twitter and I watched this all evolve. You follow who, Elon? Elon. All right, reach out. So I saw it happen from the point of him questioning, like, maybe I should start my own Twitter. And then everyone, you know, got right on board and they're like, yes, you should. Come on, we're with you. We'll go. Yeah, this and that. And then then they started saying, you should buy Twitter. And he probably ran the numbers in 40 seconds and was like, I got that. Exactly. He opened his wallet. He's like thumbing through the bills in his wallet. He's like, all right. Oh, we can do this. He takes a swig of bourbon. He's like, my favorite app. It's my favorite app to talk shit on. You know, that would be like me. It's just a real expensive hobby. Dude, you would want to be with me like when I'm online shopping. If I had a billion dollars on a night I was drinking, that's all I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. That would be me. I'd buy Twitter. I'd be like, all right, whatever. All right, Jeff, we got to go. Have, you could have your wall lined with 23-year Pappy oh, family dude, reserve. Seriously? And I next, would buy Pappy. I would buy, oh, God. And next time, Jeff's going to talk about the war in Ukraine. <laughs> well, we might have a guy for that. Maybe. What war? Oh, Jeff, stop it. <laughs> God, <laughs> dick. All right, All we, we appreciate you, Jeff. Yeah, Jeff, we love you, man. Everybody loves you. Glad you were here. Thanks, All right, man. Guys. All right, we'll see hey, you. Thanks for having me on. All right, brother. Later. All right. Dude, Elon Musk, we got. It, can you imagine? But you're right. He did kind of put him on notice, and maybe he didn't plan that initially. Maybe he just thought that once he threw that money, it would be, it, it, it might work. But I don't think he expected them to do everything they did. Yeah, I agree. I think I think he probably thought that he was going to be able to come in here and just either, you know, hostile takeover, like he said, right? He was either going to come in here and they were going to accept his offer or he was going to dump his stock and then he was going to buy Twitter. Um, right. And then a lot of the pundits were saying that Twitter uh, pulled the poison pill. They named it that and they said they, they did something. And I'm, yeah, I, I'm not clear on the poison I'm pill. I'm not clear on the poison pill, but it was Should said a lot. Jeff. It was said a lot. They did that, which was in turn going to hurt the stock. Uh, cut off their nose to spite their face. All right, so we don't understand the poison pill, so we have somebody on the line now, and that is... Hey, it's Jeff, the conspiracy. Just kidding. We don't really have him back. Yeah, I don't understand the poison pill. Do you understand it at all? Uh, no. I think I think they dilute, dilute, they dilute the stock or well, whatever. I, I, I don't know. But it was something that they were literally like, we, we'll, we'll die in this hill before we sell it to you. Right on. All right, so uh, last thing, let's get out. Uh, we got to go, but let's talk about the libs of TikTok real quick. This Man. is this is a fucking crazy story, bro. It is. This is a fucking crazy story. It is. But that's what happens. So because there was libs of TikTok, but before that, there was that one we were watching all the time and laughing at. They got deplatformed. That wasn't the Babylon Bee. It was uh, 
Defiant L's? Defiant L's. Yeah, too. Defiant L's got a little too big, you know, got a little too close to the heart, maybe posted a few things. Well, and that's the thing, right? Is all these people that are are doing nothing (laughs) but simply reposting what the libs say and what the libs post. Yeah. It is just absolutely insane to me that that would even be an issue. That anybody could come out and say, you are taking their literal exact words right. and using them against them. Oh, no, no. Shut you down. You can't do that. We'll shut you, you down. You can't do that. So if you're not following the story libs of TikTok, which, you know, we're a week behind, so you probably are. So we have this Taylor Lorenz who works for the Washington Post, apparently. Now, if you hear some of the stories, she is nothing more than a blogger who has decided to make her mark. All right. So Washington Post brings her on. She says, hey, you know what? The libs of TikTok, we can't put up with this bullshit. So I'm going to expose them. I'm going to come out and I'm going to tell you because that's an anonymous account from Twitter. Mm -hmm. And she says, hey, I'm going to expose the libs of TikTok. I'm going to tell you who is running libs of TikTok. And she does. So here, unfortunately, is the target of her expose. And what sucks is that you think it's just a story, but it's not. It has real world implications, man. So here, here she is. Here's the target of her expose. Here's the owner of Libs of TikTok. You feel like any little piece of information that gets out on you will be used by the worst people on the internet to destroy your life. And it's so isolating. And terrifying. It's horrifying. I'm so sorry. It's fine. It's overwhelming. It's really hard. That is horrible. This poor girl doing nothing but just posting TikToks. And now she's been attacked and she has to live this life. Wait a minute, man. I heard I heard that I heard that lady. No, no. I heard I heard the lives of TikTok on an interview. Yeah. That's her. That that didn't sound like her. Well no. Well who look it up. Hold on. Look it up. Look it up. No, I just played it. I know you just played it. Well, who was that then? That was... Oh, my God. No. Oh, my God. Oh, is that? You're not going to believe this. Oh. I'm sorry. Yep. Told you it didn't sound like her. Who was that? That was Taylor Lorenz. The person that doxed the liberals of TikTok creator? Yes. Yes. That was her. That was her a few weeks ago. Just a few weeks ago? Yeah. She was complaining because... People knew her information, oh. and it's so hard. If people know who I am, they're going to send me hate mail. They're going to go after mail. my family. <laughs> you don't understand. I'm trying to do such a good thing. <laughs> That's her. Did you play the, the clip again, or was that you? Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So listen, Holy hold shit. on. This is Taylor Lorenz a couple weeks ago talking about people doxing her. You feel like any little piece of information that gets out on you will be used by the worst people on the Internet to destroy your life. And it's so isolating and terrifying. It's horrifying. I'm so sorry. It's fine. <laughs> Dude, are you kidding me? This bitch comes out a couple weeks ago complaining that people are doxing her. Yeah. And what does she do? 
She doxes this chick who's running a TikTok account. This isn't somebody in the government. Yeah, a Twitter account about. (laughs) Or a Twitter. I'm sorry. A Twitter. I keep saying TikTok. Yeah. 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 It's a Twitter account about she takes people's TikToks, liberals. Right. TikToks. But nobody knew who this lady who doxed the, the, the creator was before this even happened. No. And now we all do. She's trending on Twitter. So is the name of the girl trending. Well, and the problem here, the, the problem here is well, she has a unique name, right? It's, but you know what? I'm not even going to say the name. There here. you go. I'm not even going to say the name. Nope. I'm not going to give her that play, but she has a unique name. And there's another lady in UK right now, who has the same name. Oh, I bet you she's getting shot. Oh my God. She's getting death threats. She's getting all this hate mail. She's like, I got nothing to do with this, right? She should start her own page called Libs of Twitter. (laughs) (laughs) And just repost that shit. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. But it's so true. She should. She should. So there are ramifications to Taylor out in this. And, And not only is she out her, she went to this girl's families. To her relatives and outed them. Yeah. She outed where she works. And then the best part, and you told me, was Washington Post. (laughs) When everybody came out and they were like, oh my God, how dare you dox there? How dare you put her personal information out there? They said, we didn't put the personal information out there. We put a link (laughs) to the personal information out there. So if you click the link... You're searching out for personal information. Exactly. We're not putting it out. We didn't put it in any print. Are you kidding me? We wouldn't do that. We would never do that. We're the Washington Post, for God's sake. <laughs> We're the Washington Compost. <laughs> Idiots. So, yeah, that, that'll be an evolving story. Twitter tried to shut down the lives of TikTok, I thought, for a little while. But they once they shut her down, they didn't really have any grounds to stand on, except for, like, you're getting a little too popular a little too fast. Yeah, here. exactly. You She's know? only She is literally reposting TikToks. Not edited. Not edited. She's not putting yeah. her own. Nope. Nope. Just reposting them. Kind of like Defiant L's. Yeah. Just putting up the hypocrisy. No, we can't have that. Fucking <laughs> assholes. And yeah, we'll, we'll touch on it if it, if it continues to evolve. But I think at the last time I checked, she had uh, three quarters of a million followers on Twitter. And I think that number just raises up. Because, Doubled. God, I, <laughs> exactly. I mean, and, and I tell you what, I mean, when I do come across some of the lives of TikTok and I'm sitting by the wife and then I'll play it and it'll be the blue haired teacher from California talking her shit. The wife's looking at me like, what? why are you watching that? Shit? That's the thing though, is it's not just the libs, right? She's targeting a certain, a certain demographic of the libs. She's only targeting the ones that are going after the kids, uh, teachers that are proud of the fact that they are, you know, teaching kids about sexuality right. and everything that they don't setting the agenda the, behind everybody's yeah, back. Exactly. Exactly. She's not going after the AOCs of the world. She's going after the ones that are targeting your kids. That's um, true. So anyway, That's true. We'll keep, we'll, we'll keep uh, coming back to that maybe and, and see how it's going, but it's going how you expect it to go on Twitter, and that's why Elon Musk wants to buy it, so he can fix that shit. shit. Dude, we got to get Elon Musk here. If you're listening, please tag him in this. Let's get him here. Oh, my God. Can you imagine? Elon Musk walks through this door right now, sits down. Pappy 23 for everybody, dude. I'm wow. telling you. Wow. I swear to God, I'll come up with the money. You think I'm kidding? Fucking $2,500 bottle. What? Put, put that fucking thing down in one night. All right. 
As always, we thank you guys for your support. Wherever you're listening to this podcast, if you could drop us a like, drop us a five-star review, that really helps us out. You can find us on Facebook at Pod Bless America. And you can find us on Twitter at Jim and Dan Show. You can find us on Getter at Pod Bless America. And you can find me at Jim at PBAPodcast.com. And you can find me at Dan at PBAPodcast.com. So until next time, I'm Jim. I'm Dan. And Pod Bless America. 